Welcome, welcome one and all to the DL Debate. Thanks so much for tuning in. The last DL Debate of the year. Ah, it's a set. Joe Dex is a wee tear in his eye here as he takes a wee sip from a tin uh, of Red Bull, of course. Joe, that's, that's, I was in the coffee myself there. It's a Monday evening. We're keeping it all fresh. And even in these dark nights, there are bright lights, of course. The bright lights coming from the men of Satanta, who are Ulster champions. I mean, amazing performance at the weekend from them, lifting that intermediate crown against Erog of Carrick Moore. Fantastic stuff from them. We're going to hear some interviews from the lads involved with the club uh, coming up on the show shortly. I've been texting a few of the lads there. They're all going the cross again there. <laughs> I'll tell you, uh, we'll let them at it. They deserve that downtime. I'm sure we'll get a proper catch-up with them as the season goes on because they, of course, are heading for... Uh, semi-final with the Leinster uh, champion so still huge games in store for uh, Satanta Um, just before we come to them lads we had a fantastic day in the park on Saturday we had a legends a GA legends uh, mixture of ladies and of the men's game and he had of the little angels and the hospice so well done to everybody involved there's a few picks up there I'm sure you've seen them on social media uh, well done to everyone who who set up and came and played their part um, it was a, a massive uh, day there myself and Parik Helfrey did a bit of uh, comedy commentary let's say to keep everybody entertained I hope they did uh, Brendan Maguire was heavily involved in setting that up Noel Cunningham even dropped in to do the raffle uh, as the day went on up in the park and it was fantastic to see everyone turning out at that including of course Captain Fantastic himself Michael Murphy now there's been loads of uh, speculation about Michael Murphy and a possible return uh, to uh, Donegal seeing as Jim McGuinness is back at the helm but uh, Michael answered their rumours in a a short interview that we have for you and we will play that for you later on also um, I'm also going to speak with Irish News Top columnist Neil Lothran on the Ulster Championship final to come. This mouth-watering game between Scottstown and Glen, and I suppose the whole Ulster Championship as it's been so far. Another fascinating, tight, tight Ulster. And of course, our own Neve Connell coming so close to getting into that final. Uh, what a season they had coming up. Just a point short against Glen, who of course are in their third final and won it last season and are going for back-to-back titles. Now that's all coming up in the show, but first of all, as I say, from Satanta's epic Ulster victory at the weekend, this is some of the aftermatch reaction. Coming up first is Gary McGettigan and Declan Coulter. Gary McGettigan, you've got so many roles in this club. Um, you're, you're currently, I think, as a selector, but you're a manager, you're the media man, you're the coach, you're sort of doing everything. But no matter what you're doing, what does this mean to, to, to you and Satanta? Oh, it means absolutely everything. Hey, this, um, it's probably, it's, it's, to be honest, the money's hard to take in. Because, like, don't get me wrong, we knew coming up to play Carrick Moore, we know enough about them. We knew it was probably a 50-50 game, but it's above. Like, you know, at the start of the year, obviously, you try and win the championship. When you got through it, we thought, we'll try and give Ulster a rattle. Yeah. <laughs> probably wouldn't have been too many as believed deep down that we, could, that we would win it or could win it, you know, so... Oh, it's, it means everything. You know, but see, see for some of them older boys, you know, like Dickie Coulter, Danny Cullen, them boys, it's, it's brilliant for them because probably would have been the last chance them boys would ever get it, won an intermediate yeah. championship. And I like, so brilliant for them. Like, but as you say, you know, as you said, like, I'm only a selector giving the, the boys a hand, but on match days, they end up being on the line with the manager. But, but uh, Kevin and Nile are the managers, like, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. And you know, to be fair to them, they have the boys in great shape there. Because like, 
Carrick Moore teams over the year are always physically strong and fit. And uh, like if anything, we we had the we had the legs there in that last five minutes, like you know. But a doubt over this game at the uh, at the start. What was it like in the in the uh, changing room and the dressing room there? Were you wondering was this game even going to go ahead? I sat there when, when we arrived ourselves. Eh? You, you wouldn't have seen the wood for the pitch with a with a fog, you know. So we're just damn glad it did go ahead. Now, like there was there was a lot of we went out to do a warm up, and we still weren't sure if it was going to go ahead. So no, thank God it, it did. There was probably times there it was hard to see, but yeah. thank God no, like it's, it's probably cleared up now more than it was earlier. So no, no, the fog had no real bearing on the game. Thank God. So listen, when it did start. You started brilliantly, so you it. Well, it's complete opposite there. Last two games, yeah. you know, we went four and five down the last two games. We got, we got a good start today, all right now. And then, you know, we done, you couldn't ask for any more. And then six up half time, they lost a the man early in the second half. That you think, Jesus, going perfect here. And then yeah. they'd won three without reply. It was all squared, and you're on an absolute dogfight then for, for the rest of the game, you know. Yeah, but just managed it very well in the final quarter. Managed it well, you know, and that's that's basically down to the players on the field themselves. There's nothing you can do from the line on, on days they get. You, can't, you couldn't even get an instruction on, there's that much noise. So yeah. purely down to the boys in the field, like they we're, were with boys that are young and they, they don't really fear anything, they'll, they'll take the man every chance. And then you have a few other boys know how they what's needed then just to grind the result out, you know. So just absolutely brilliant. What's it like being a history maker? I will, will not think too much about that now, at, at the moment. But I, look, when you look back, then I, it's, you know, it's, I'm a throw man myself, and uh, no club for, from throwing or Donegal's ever won intermediate, so it's absolutely brilliant for us. Eh? Listen, Gary, well done, congratulations, Thanks enjoy. So Declan Coulter. Ah, yes, I've seen. Oh, well done, Congra- oh, congratulations. Uh, listen, you've won a lot with, with Donegal in the heart and front. You've won a lot with Satanta as well. Where's this sitting with you now today? Oh, this is just. It's hard not to put a top of the pile. Um, we uh, it's funny last year we, we got beat against Kilburn and mm. we were in Cardmore's dressing room of all of all teams and it was yeah. Bernard, Bernard Laffrey we were kind of down in the dumps and mm. trying to console ourselves and it was Bernard that said look lick your wounds and yeah. and uh, he says there's no strength to meet it in this team and at the time you probably didn't take it on board as much as it's when you get back into this year and yeah. you kind of you kind of think right we're, we are at that level but oh my god it's just it's unreal yeah. we made hard work of it but. Wouldn't be a satan to win without making yeah. something uh, something tight of it. Yeah. Were you as confident going into it then today? Yeah. We just come down the road together. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, we were, and we kind of normal routine this week and train a Wednesday and on a Friday night last night just for a bit of a, a twenty minute puck about. And we we were confident. We we're confident that we have the players. We're a small group, like we've only 20, 21 lads talking out. Yeah. But you know the qualities there, and I think that's that's plain to see today. But we knew Carpore were going to be strong. We knew we had to get off to a good start because they were going to come with a purple patch and. And they did. Yeah. Fair play to them. It was a, it was a tough game. It was fair. It was very not not dirty in it. And um, I think we just shaded it today with a better yeah. team. I think in the second half when they did come at you, yeah. there was a score sort of setting those boys down, and that was the one that you had here from the middle of the pitch. Yeah, it was one of ones. I kind of they were closing in on me. It was yeah. kind of a snapshot, but um, yeah. thank. But you needed because you hadn't scored for something like twelve yeah, minutes. They, they yeah, they got they got maybe they got four or five in the trots, and, and yeah. I kind of got it back, and then the penalty. Apparently maybe brought it back level or, yeah, or maybe yeah, put that one up. Yeah. Um, but it was just it was one to settle us down. But like, like Jerry Gilmore was class, Rory was uh, class, Josh, yeah. Sean. Like we all at different stages put the shoulder to the wheel and you know uh, a wee bit of a wee bit of brilliance up front. You yeah. know from from the lads was just oh, it's brilliant. And that, when that goal went in, it was kind of you knew we just had to hold it out yeah. then. Yeah. Right. We were lucky enough. But. Yeah, mighty stuff from the boys there. Indeed, uh, we're of course going to hear from Donegal. Hurling boss Mickey McCann uh, shortly as well to get his 
take on the game. He was up covering the match as well. And what a performance, they say. 11 points from Gil Moore. And, and I suppose digging in after conceding that 1-3 in the second half. And listen, every game they played, Balanced Green, Middleton, you know, right in that final with Carrick Moore. They were underdogs in every match. So an absolutely phenomenal uh, effort. And well done to Kevin and Ella, two managers. And of course, say, Leinster still beckons. Uh, we still have a small interview uh, from the Satanta crowd from the weekend Oshin was of course was a busy man after the match getting after match reaction all around the pitch and uh, he spoke with uh, one of the veterans of Satanta Danny Cullen Gold War veteran Danny Cullen how are you after that? Yeah just uh, ecstatic like it's just um, unbelievable just very proud of the whole team the club everyone involved just for just amount to work with into this whole thing like for a number of years and just to get to this level and get to the victory they got it's just uh, it's unbelievable yeah I'm speaking to Declan there obviously the two of you have shouldered through the trenches and you've won various things at, at various levels but where's this sitting with you here now as we're, we're speaking on the aftermath of the one uh, it's just for the magnitude of it it's just probably the best we ever had like you know to get to this level you know even be saying you could you chance to be playing Ulster senior next year and you know against Slack Neil and Cushing Dahl and teams like if you won your championship team which is it's crazy it's just good for Donegal Harland in general because like, you know it just shows you now the level of that like and it's the you know, unions going well last week you know just like the whole thing is pushing on a bit like it's yeah. great like and just probably just puts rubber stamps at the day like yeah. on the game itself you were very good in the first half leading by six at the break but then Carrick Moore got, got back in it and that's I suppose when the character of this team was tested, Danny. Yeah, big time luck they came at us, like, and uh, you know, especially when I think I kind did they draw back level at one stage, really. But um, you know, it was wasn't looking good because they had their own, like. But we kind of knew they have the purple patch, like, and we said it at half time, like, and we just says stick at it and thing. But look, we have uh, a lot of boys this year, especially Jerry Gilmore, been unbelievable for us this year, like, and what a go-to man, like, in the forward line comes out with dirty ball, shows for ball, we really in there, you know, we've really come. Uh, into the own this year like and you know and like the work they done Josh Cranley and Ashen turn over ball just giving giving about breathing space for the back line like you know and just they kind of kind of changed the game when that kind of work it kicked in like and you know you stayed yourself then in the goal kind of was the was the main thing then like so yeah, yeah. but for for the Satanta club this is a, a huge lift we see all these young kids running around here ah, so yeah. it, like you never get the chance to experience something like this when never, you when no, you were young and now this is going to give them a, a lot for the sport in the area. Huge, like, oh, huge. I can have teams look up to like this. Like, it's fantastic. Like, and uh, just the club's on a complete high demand. Like, you know, and just last, like, it's just been going from strength to strength the last number of years. Like, you know, and the development, the facilities are improving. More parents got involved, the whole thing. Just, it's a huge, huge boost for us. Like, and it's, you know, it's just great to see. Like, and it's great to see all the smiling faces here today. Like, because it's not just the players, aren't this? Like, you know, there's people in the back room done a lot of work, especially like Gary Eddy and, you know, all these boys, Jason you and then you have your, 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 your club coming like Simon McMahon and Cora Harvey, you know, Sister Kira put in hours and hours of work, and then there's ones out all week, put up the flags and banners, like, and, you know, and it just really pushes the whole thing on and just really adds a bit of life in the whole place, like, you know, it's just... It's and, just and I suppose as well, the older members of the club who might have thought this day may never come, that's it, and they've like, got to experience uh, it. And it's great to have you, can see them all, the faces are here, yeah. like, you know, the Doherty's and all these boys are shoulder for years, like, you know, and... I'm sure they're as happy as any player here himself, so that's what, that's what it's all about. Like. Fantastic stuff there uh, from the Satanta guys. Again, absolutely magic. And indeed, um, 
as I say, still more to come from them. I say they're all they're all hammer and tongs. But someone who can give us a an overview perspective and, and a great man for G analysis. And indeed, he was there with Oshin uh, on Saturday in Owen Beg and a foggy Owen Beg is Mickey McCann, our county manager. Mickey, how are you this evening? All good, Brandon. Yourself, Mickey. It sounds like a game was was maybe hanging in the balance pre-match with with the fog, but thankfully for the Satanta men, it got the go ahead and uh, you know an epic performance and a, and, a, and a huge victory. Yeah, it looked dodgy at the start, Bren, um To be fair, but as, as the game went on, I think the fog lifted a bit. Um, look, a great performance for Santa. They, they put on a massive effort in the first half, Brendan, and and, uh, and their forwards working so hard. And Carrigmore just couldn't get delivering any ball into their quality ball into the forward line, and it all started up top. You know, with Santa really adding the pressure and getting the hooks and blocks and turnovers in, and um, deserving lead. You know, they they went on. Six up, I think, you know, and they're, they're reserving leaders at that. And they give themselves a great platform. Um, I'd say, you know, they've had hard work at it in the second half, but over the hours, they, they, they deserve their victory, Brendan. And look, it's a, it's a great day for them. Any day you get a, a championship like that with your club, you know, you, you're going to enjoy it. Yeah, and this week, as you said, there's no final can be can be easily won. You know, Carrick Moore were in the final a few years previous, and those teams that Satanta met, you know, you know, Ballon Screen and the likes of Middleton, and then Carrick Moore, like they had their eyes on this prize. I mean, the Satanta boys have admitted themselves there that they weren't in their heart of hearts thinking they were going to win this. So the fact that they've come through three games as underdogs, Mickey, it is it is a, a phenomenal thing for the club to be elevated into this status. It is surely, Brendan. You know, uh, you take Ball on the screen would have fancied their chances against Satanta, and they they turned them over, and then they they won a real tight battle against Middletown going down the stretch. You know, and one of them tight games, Brendan. You know, you you, you get belief and one into habit, as you always say. And as it more of the competition went on, they they would have got more belief in themselves. You know, and probably from the start, people were saying that the Antrim team, Craig and Cakemans, have been favoured for it. But with Carrick Moore beating them then, and uh, set up a final that nobody expected, really, with the Tant and Carrick Moore. And going on to it, probably it was a 50-50 game with both teams carrying a lot of a lot of county players, you know. But um, on the day, I felt Satanta had had the homework right in the first half, Brent, and both teams uh, went, went went with a sweeper, you know. And, and, and uh, Carrick Moore's sweeper sat more deep out around the 45, where Bernard Lafferty protected and around the D and he was far more effective and look I feel they built from there and to be fair Rory Campbell uh, never got on the scoreboard but any time he touched the ball he got a free and the goal came off him and then the likes of Jared Gilmore who's who's had a terrific uh, championship hogging on 11 points and he's been very very active in frees and two big scores from play too Brendan so look um, they, had, they had a great championship Satanta and I say as the more the competition on you they had more belief and uh, as you say one into habit and, and that's the way it went for them yeah, Mickey, there's no doubt in the skill is there and you just touched on it before and it seems to be the way with our, with all modern sport now. It's work rate first and it's forwards actually setting the tempo in terms of tackling. We know that defenders have to do it. They're forced into it. That has to be the way it is. Mm-hmm. But if you can put pressure on the ball out the pitch, it means there's no clean strikes. There's no pinpoint balls. It's balls hit under pressure and then that gives your defence such a, a, an opportunity. And that, that's the key, I suppose, and we see it right across the, the board in sport now, is that commitment uh, for the full team to be, you know, a defensive force and an attacking force all in one. Yeah, and and, and, and Satana had that on the money, you know, Brendan. Danny maybe filtering back a bit and they're very free, Brendan Lafferty up. And that leaves you five forwards, they, they closed down six defenders and, and they done that greatly, you know, and, and turned over ball and it's all, it's all hard work and, and, and closing the gaps as quick as possible and I feel Satanta done that they forced Carrigmore into 
sloppy hand passing and, and turnovers and, and, and when, when they did turn it over Kerry Moore got impatient and, and fouled them and so look uh, they definitely had their money built uh, uh, from from the forward line up you know but um, at the same time you Steve McBride maybe sitting centre half back and Bernard Lafferty sweeping around him was very solid there Brendan and look they've only conceded two goals just looking back two goals since the county semi-final uh, one of them being a, a, a 21 minute field in the last minute and then on Sunday you, you had a last minute goal again uh, with a penalty and a thing so look they've been keeping the goals out defensively solid and, and they've been getting a turnover up front so look they, 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 they were very very impressive Yeah I was just looking at history Mickey how has how Ulster Club changed say when you were in it there that, that Burt side of yours was, was, it, was there similar types of competitions as it is now? Yeah, it was Brendan. It was it was called the Shield back then. You know, um, probably the same teams you had thrown champions Armagh and ourselves and Fermanagh. Um, you know, and uh, I suppose the only difference is that when you won, uh, you won the, the Shield that you went straight into the Ulster semi final. So, two thousand one, we we won the Shield, which is equivalent to intermediate. Uh, but at that and them days, you went straight into the Ulster semi final, and where where we ended up playing Dunloy and. Uh, in Chisholm Park, Bren, a double header for Ulster Senior semi final. So, um, there's a bit of change in the structure where, where Satanta's going to an All Ireland series now. Uh, back then, we were we were put into an Ulster semi final mm-hmm. against the top Dunloy team who nice were pushing hand. for an All Ireland, you know. But, <laughs> nice handy one with Dunloy. <laughs> That's your reward. <laughs> yeah, so look, the, it's probably a better structure now, Bren, where you, 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 they're going to an All Ireland uh, semi final. Stages look against another intermediate team, but when back then I think it was just the four the four top teams in every province yeah. played played out for and, all and, Ireland, you know. And Mick, have you seen this before? Where you you won a junior one season, you step up among the intermediate. I mean, it seems a phenomenal uh, jump to go from you know that level to to. And, and I know people are saying for years that Santander were able to compete at that level, but it's still it's some jump to do that. I mean, it, it's remarkable, but I suppose it goes back to. What you're saying there, first of all, it's their commitment around the pitch, but then they have a sprinkling of of talent and experience right throughout it. They have looked a very strong team, and I did say they take nothing away and won the junior last year, Bryn. I said after that they're well capable of of uh, competing at, at intermediate level. You know, when when you take Carrick Moore and 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 uh, Middletown or Ranch, your own teams were. Donegal's expected that the minute they, they beat them and uh, you have Satanta with maybe a sprinkling of maybe 10 county players so I do think they're at their level now take nothing away that it's, it's, it's no mean feat they won a, a, an Ulster Intermediate I say about 16 titles in a row they only ever got the three finals Bryn. so um, it's definitely a great achievement and, and as I say they wouldn't have been favourites at the start so and, and that's always sweeter going on as an underdog and, 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 and proving people wrong you know so um Take the on away. It's a definitely a great day for the club, and and uh, you know you remember them days, and just think of my own days. We brought uh, looking out onto the pitch on Saturday. It just brought back a few memories playing with Bert back on it, and them and them good days for us. You know, so um, look, uh, they'll enjoy that one, and rightly so. And how quickly the time passes, uh, Mickey. It's, it's a blink of an eye, isn't it? You think you're in the middle of a. Uh... Some some just constant constant football and then it just it just seems to go but that's life I suppose Mickey taking taking uh, putting on your Donegal hat now for a moment just you know we're obviously Mickey's as stable in in Division Two B and and have been this last uh, couple of seasons now the integration of the season between obviously Unions made made the junior final as well and and how now you are able to prepare your Donegal team going into twenty twenty four. 
Yeah, I suppose. Look, it's a bit. Your boys still playing club. You're the eleven Santa boys now. You probably you're not going to see them until until their journey ends. And but Bryn, I always look at it that, that they're still hurling. They're still they're still doing their training. It's just not with us. So. Um, I expect them boys to come back and, and everybody's as good a shape as us doing our pre-season now and as I say the Union's boys are starting to filter back now so um, look we'll work with, with uh, what we have at the minute until the Santa boys come back too and hopefully you know either like Sean McVeigh coming back into the fold this year and maybe a few other new additions young Kelly from the Union so look um, I think we're in a good place Brendan if you take the Tanta and the Union's both on a journey and also this year you know and uh when you when you when you look at it, it's not easy. Won the Donegal Championship anymore, and the Stanta boys will say that to get over Burton Unions, you've got to be on form. So uh, I feel we're in a good place. You have three, you have three good strong teams there, and Bunkana and them coming too. So um, we've more to pick from, Brendan. I think, uh, and even and even after watching the Championship this year, a few other young boys you'd have your eye on there now. They they come under the fold, you know. Yeah, yeah. So listen, Mickey, still still positive, Mickey. Is there is there a bone of contention the way the club championship was run off last year, and obviously the the break then into Ulster? Does in any ways for you trying to, I suppose, marry the club season with the county team and with lads getting a bit of a break? Is that something that you need? You think needs changed around the timing of the season, or or or, or what's your thoughts on that? Uh, Bryn, uh, look, it's very unfair. The, the county champions don't go leave a ten or eleven week break. 12 maybe uh, after you won your county championship it's, uh, there's something not right there you know and especially going to the intermediate championship or Tyrone maybe as you say carrying more in them most of them counties only four or five teams I can't see how how it's not played off sooner Bryn and look uh, there's a lot of time wasted there in terms of hurling I, I feel probably the, the football championship the structure had changed within the county and and uh, there's more matches and all the rest, which is fair enough, but I feel it, it probably rushed to get the Hurling Championship out of the road before the football starts, which is, which is a bit unfair. Back in the day, Bert had a, a good duo club, you know, and, and we, we worked with both, and both got a fair run, where I think now um, the Hurling there, you know, with 10 or 11 week breaks, not fair to the Ulster Champions, or the County Champions, to win the Ulster, you know. Yeah, and it seems like it's not fair from your perspective, because in that time frame, it's not as if you can take time off, they're still training and preparing, and if there's so many of them involved in your squad, that's actually time of the year, that's, I mean, you're fitting it under the 12 month calendar, there's maybe at least, say, you know, six, seven, eight weeks lost, where at least that could be rest period. Uh, pre your season and then people come back fresh like that's how it needs to be you know, it just seems very unfair uh, that a Satanta are, are you know are asked to asked to do that or any of our, our champions because it just doesn't fit well in with your own season exactly Brendan I suppose if, you, if you're a Satanta man now and uh, you, you know or if they keep going the semi-final possibly final spot and a week or two after that they're expected to be back with the Donegal jersey on them you know and uh, and then, and then our, our our competitions run right into the start of the the club championship again. So um, there's definitely a twelve week break there that's not not used right, and it's not fair that that Satanta lads would, would would get a week or two off, and and they're straight into another pre-season with Donegal and a, and a national league campaign. So um, there's definitely it definitely needs to be looked at, Brendan. It's not fair. It's at least things awkward in our end, you know, and the rest period and. As you say, if something needs to be fixed, if you just look at Slot Neil, probably going into that Ulster final yesterday, I think the 11 week break before they played Cushion Doll yesterday, and a lot of them saying that they just couldn't get up to that speed. Yeah. 
Britain, you know, they did that big longer break and, and were cushioned all the semi final a couple of weeks ago. So um I, I just see they they're not happy with the way it's done other, you know. Yeah, well listen, that's the voice of, of Mickey McCann. He needs to be listened to. There's new people coming on the county board, Mickey, and they need to take your advice and words on that, that's very important. If we're going to get the best from our club and county teams, we've got to get our season together properly. But Mickey, on behalf of all of us, I want to thank you for everything you did in 23 as ever. I know you're putting in a huge effort and looking forward to uh, watching Donegal coming into 24. Thanks, Brent. Cheers. Mickey McCann there, indeed. Top fella that he is. Looking forward to the season ahead. And after the break, I say we're going to have a wee interview with a wee man called Michael Murphy. You might have heard of him before. Yes, welcome back. As I say, before the break, uh, we caught up with Michael Murphy, who was given his feedback on Jim McGuinness and the possibility of a return. Michael Murphy, it isn't the easiest day to get excited about the 2024 Championship. It's freezing here in December in Crow Park on a Monday. But in Donegal, I'd imagine with the return of Jim McGuinness, the excitement levels have gone up a little bit over the last little while. Definitely. Uh, I think last year was a was it was it was a tough one. I think for everybody, kind of Donegal ways. Um, yeah, just with the, with all the kind of on field, I suppose things and the, the off field kind of shenanigans. There was kind of a very a gloomy gloomy year in two thousand and twenty three. So, yeah, for, for for Jim to be back in, for the management to be back in of, of Colin McFadden, Neil, Neil McGee, um, for a lot of players to be back who were maybe carrying injuries and out last year, Ryan McHugh's, Ashin Gallons, that kind of thing. It's uh, it's exciting. It's been an exciting off season, definitely for everybody. And I think that I think there's a friendly coming up now, and I see in December seventeenth, I think against Roscommon, you know. And there's there's just the Facebooks are, are are buzzing around for everybody to get out, and it's great. This was about really, isn't it? Like it's what it's about, and it happens every every now and then where there's an excitement like this going into the year. So it's great that the people have the excitement, knowing Jim, knowing let's say Colm, Neil, and knowing the players that's there, there'll be a, a real kind of harshness as well and where they are at the moment too to know that probably in Ulster they're probably fifth or sixth you know being honest you, you look at, at Tyrone's Derry's Armaz, you know Monaghan's probably ahead of them that type of way and, and I know that, the, that them lads will look towards that provincial status as a as a way of trying to get back on the ladder again you know You'd probably have to say they're that far back but we've I think a lot of us have fallen into the trap of saying Donegal on paper looked like they could do it over the last couple of years I think last year obviously with everything going on that didn't really come up Just to move on I would say Stephen Cluxon's return last year has done you no favours in the off-season because all anyone is probably asking you is, Michael, are we going to see you at the start of April? Forget about the league, come back at the start of April. Uh, absolute phenomenon that Stephen Cluxton is um, and the, the the levels that he's brought the game to, the, probably the best player, the, the, the generation that I would have grown up for, hands down, he, he has been at. Playing, playing in goals might be slightly different than, than play, 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 playing out the field, but... Um, but yeah, listen, it was never never the case. Everything probably from the outside looks like a one-on-one equals two, really, that kind of thing. But for me, you know, whether it was Paddy Carr and Aidan O'Rourke last year, whether it was Jim McGuinness this year, it, my, I couldn't get to where I wanted to, to get to, that I felt I needed to get to represent Donegal. Um, and even with Jim coming in, that was still the same answer for me, you know. Um, as, as hard as that is to, to, to give, it was hard to give last year to Paddy Carr. Um, you know, that is still where it's at at the moment for me, you know. Um, you know, I know players can do it where they can come back in January time or change up their programme a wee bit to, to do it in a different way, and hopefully that'll all equal to what it is in the Championship. I'm kind of all duck or no dinner, really. And, um, 
and just things don't line up for me, you know, to do that. And as I say, um, I'll uh, let things move on, and it's you know, it's it's put to bed now. And Donegal move on, and, and I'll move on, and try and help out with Donegal in some other way, you know. Yeah. You can tell that from chatting to you all, Duck and No Dinner is probably the way it was, but it was like that for you when, when Jim, I suppose, first came in and you had already been established as a 17-year-old. Just the excitement of everything being back together, I suppose, and some of the McCollum and, and Neil, Neil McGee being back in the, the management team. Have you allowed yourself to get caught up in that excitement or is it is it difficult? Is it actually hard? Uh, listen, oh geez, I get caught up in excitement, surely. Like, at, at first and foremost, like and I say that to anybody knows, I'm a, I'm a Donegal supporter. I absolutely love the county, love the team. Supported the team before I got an opportunity to play. I was lucky to get a chance to play for 16 years. Um, but I'll go back supporting now. Every bit is as hard as, as, as anything else. Um, hard to get caught up with. Not really being honest, you know, you have to make a, a decision, take the emotion out of it, and you know, a logical decision is you just, I just can't give what it yeah. needs to be due to. And, and Donegal. Have, you, have you spoken to Jim recently? Ah, yeah, we speak, we speak, uh, yeah, on on and off eh, every other week. Eh? Uh, we do, we do speak about all things on things football. We always have done that, and it hasn't stopped. So as I say, hopefully that'll still keep going. I know he have a job to do along with the lads that are there, so I won't be getting interfering in any way in that there. But they let me, they let me fall back and from the stands roaring on, you know. Come on, I know you're you're very busy and you're very involved in Donegal football behind the scenes as well and, and I'm, I'm sure you'll be involved for the years to come too so just moving on from Donegal I'd like to hear a player that you're excited to watch in 2024 maybe when the weather's a bit better who are you excited to see in action next year? <laughs> the obvious one again I'm just going to speak to him to get him out of there quickly as, as David Clifford like I've, I've never been I've never been uh I've never been so, so excited to keep going to watch a player, to sit down, if it's a TT car in a club game, if it's, you know, a, a National League game, if it was, a, was watching him Sigerson, it was what just, it just brings a level, the level of skill and the level of execution of the skills uh, is just phenomenal. But what I just love about him that maybe we don't spend enough time, you know, eulogising over is how competitive he is. He's a competitive animal in, in that regard. Um, so he right off the the, the top is, is is the player that you that you look forward to from a Donegal perspective and having played against them, knocked us out of the club championship there recently. Um, Ashin Gallen is somebody that you know we've been waiting on an account to come for a while. He's been so so unfortunate with injuries. His body seems to have built up gradually over the last kind of eighteen months. Where now we're hopeful that you know he'll be able to sustain a full season for us. Um, is all the traits and you'll be really really excited to see him so not putting under any pressure but uh, really really excited to see what he can bring to the party you know thanks Michael thanks mate. good man thanks Tommy yeah that was a legend it is Michael Murphy after this we have a legend of the print media it's the one and only Neil Lauren back after this break yes welcome back now I'm joined by the one and only Neil Lauren of Irish News Neil how are you this evening not too bad, Brendan. How are you? Oh, very good, my man. Always great to catch up on these. I'm, lo- uh, I'm loving that intro there. You get from from Michael Murphy to me, like you know, uh, it's uh, you know, nothing, <laughs> nothing to, big to follow there. Like after uh, after that, we we like to big people up. Listen, I'm telling you. I mean, who who, who does it better? From I always say. The Ulster, I mean, if you get Davies News in the Monday there, boom, it's all covered. It's all covered. Even the uh, other week when you started doing the pull out. And I was searching through the sport, and I was saying to I was saying to my wife, where is, like, where, where, where is this key? I, this key has to be in here." And uh, that was me. My brain was still not working properly on the Monday uh, morning. No, of course, no. you had a full pull out section. Takes a while to get used to the centre <laughs> spread, doesn't it? I know. <laughs> Indeed, what 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 an Ulster championship uh, we've had. You know, right across the board. Um, you know, mm. hurling football at different levels, but the senior one. You know, 
outside of a, a, a one or two early games, you know the, the the closeness. Have you ever seen anything like it for draws and one point uh, ones and last minute kicks? I mean, yeah. it's it's the teams that are in it now. You think the organisation has had such a high high level that uh, you know you would have been you know the case years ago. Teams just weren't able for each other and there'd be a decent amount yeah. at the end up but it's really coming down to the fine margins now isn't it? When you think of the days now when, when Cross McGlenn used to blitz through this um, Brendan you know mm. it, it seems like a lifetime ago Oh I remember that unfortunately I'm, I, I didn't want to didn't want to remind you there but um, you know like you know because Ulster was so predictable I suppose in a way of course you had you know teams that came along and, and were, were challenging them but you, you know when you had one club that was always so dominant um just takes the edge off things a bit. Um, and I think more and more what we're seeing over time is, you know, that Ulster really is where, uh, you know, that's really where the the, the wheat and the, and the chaff are separated because I actually found like some of the, some of the club championships this year, I thought were, um, you know, fairly disappointing, fair, or, or maybe I just felt like there was one club in a lot of counties who just looked like they were kind of managing themselves nearly and building towards Ulster. And you're probably seeing that, now with the, with the, with the clubs that are in, you know, in in the in the the final this weekend and and probably have reached the the last the latter stages maybe bar bar and a because you never know who's going to come out of throne, mm. but it has been like you know the drama has been has been incredible like whenever you think back to even you know Scott's turning Kilku feels like a lifetime ago in a way but it was probably only about three weeks ago or a month ago or something now um but like the the. The last sort of fifteen minutes that game were just, just superb. Like, and even the drama of Glenn's, you know, Glenn's semi final win over Neve Connell, you know, it has, it has definitely. I don't know if it's, it's a, a continuation of that thing that that Joe Brawley kind of wrote a column about during the summer there about how a lot of games are maybe only really catching fire in that last quarter, and we're coming away with the impression that they're brilliant games where. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe they weren't brilliant games, but they were just really dramatic finishes. I don't know. It's yeah. probably somewhere. I no, I, need, I get you. I get you with the finish because no matter what, I mean, you think about ten points to one six. Glenn they've con, for example, it doesn't yeah, sound yeah. like a great game, but yet it no. was completely enthralling. And and I think we've learned to reassess maybe those types of games because of the nature of the game and we've we've found a different way of looking at it because initially need don't get me wrong, I used to give off steady about this and this and but I think it's it's a way <laughs> it, it's, yeah, it's the way it is and this and it's still there's a fascination within that, even inside those games obviously and the, the tension that comes down the last year and Brawley, maybe we'll get a We'll get one of those celebrity boxing matches between Brawley and McGregor now. They've been at it there. Yeah, but, I think I think that one might be settled in the in the courtroom by the looks of yeah, things. Never, well, never mind the boxing ring. Yeah, it looks like there's going to be trouble there, all right? You want, <laughs> you, want be be, trouble, you want to be careful with them phones, hey, particularly if you've had a few, I think. I don't know about McGregor. I know, hey. I know. Here, we've all been there. Put, it, been there, uh, put it away, put it away, surely. <laughs> Tell me, uh, Neil, Neil, just looking at Scottstown first, you know, it's, it's interesting, mm. I suppose, the dynamic between the two teams. Scottstown, I mean, there's some huge history down through their, their all their club history you know they've been you know a giant of, of Ulster football you have this new Glen side going third final in a row back to back potential um, Scottsdale how they play the game and this this you know they've so sprinkled with such brilliant talent throughout their team yeah. and Monaghan County players but this this way they played Trillick you know the, the, the press begging coming out for kickouts and that he yeah. just does it. He's just you know you talk about it like a spare having a spare player out the pitch. There's very few 
um, teams that can deal with us or deal with us begging man I mean he just is a phenomenal uh, asset to the Scotsdown side he's unbelievable and really you know he helped he was such a huge figure in in unlocking Kilku even before we get to Trillick like you know because in a way Scotstown probably changed their acts tacked a wee bit um, in that Kilku game at you know in, in the first half anyway because they had been playing like pretty direct and you know good good kicking football through through Monaghan and then probably out of respect for Kilku I would say because like even I spoke to Kieran Hughes after that game and he said like you know this was such an acid test for us because you know we got they they obviously got a real chinning off off Glenn a couple of years ago and I think that was a real wake up call for Scots for a lot of these Scotstown players and he said like we did we didn't actually want to play Kilku or the likes of Kilku again until we were ready to play them and maybe they showed Kilku a bit too much respect in the first half in that game and they they kind of played them at their own game and it was cat and mouse stuff but you could see um the DNA of Scotstown probably came through in the latter stages of that game when they really had the press as you say Kilku all of a sudden couldn't get out and a lot of the reason for why Kilku couldn't get out was because of Rory Began standing there in the middle um and people actually underestimate like you know it's not just like obviously we talked so much through the summer about the likes of Ethan Rafferty who you know we've, we've all seen playing midfield half forward forward throughout or you know you know throughout his career but we've never seen Rory Began play you know as an actual you know named outfielder yes. but his skills his skills as an outfielder um are you know something that are probably slightly overlooked I think are underappreciated and then you see him like you know dropping checks over from like 60 odd meters and the and they've still got about like 40 meters on them by the time they hit the net you know like it's it's insane and just even his composure I find whenever he does get a book because you can see players as soon as he gets on the ball you can see the opposition players starting to really press him because they're thinking you know he's, he's, he's maybe a bit cumbersome he doesn't look the quickest but he's he's so cool in, in terms of how he deals with those moments and, and releases the ball and finds somebody in space it's a real weapon for Scotstown and I mean it's obviously something we're going to see on Sunday it's something that the man on the line for Glenn knows better than anybody yeah. um, because he Malachi sure. Rourke was the man who really kind of pushed start, was, was was the one who first started pushing Rory Began into that position and using him more as an outfield force um and we're and obviously at club and county level, they're reaping the benefits of that. Yeah, and obviously a lot of talk about Malachi Rourke, and we all know that the you know the finances that are involved, Ryan Porter, and basically, I think mm-hmm. the two of them guys would would get any county job in Ireland. I would say even the yeah. Dubs job, if we're honest. Hundred um, percent. You yeah. know, so so that's the level you're at. I mean, uh, there's very little said about David McKay. You're on about you know the the changes there in games and that, you know, he deserves yep. a massive amount of credit uh, as well for putting this real belief back in the Scotstown that they can compete at the top. Definitely, because as I say, they were, you know, whenever they lost that game against Glenn a couple of years ago, and people maybe forget that, they, yes, this this Glenn team is one that people have been talking about for a long time, but that was still their first ever campaign in Ulster. You very seldom see anybody do much in Ulster. Um, they eventually, when he went down to you know Kilku very late that day or uh, that year, but they blitzed Scotstown that day. I think it was nine points in the end, and that was a real hammer blow to Scotstown's confidence. And obviously, like last year, they they, they were beat by Bally Bay, and you just wondered where they were headed. Now, as you said, David McCaig worked with a lot of these guys, even in Monaghan with um, 
with Banty in the last number of years. The raw materials, I mean, in, in Scotstown have always been there. But you look at even the development of guys like like Ryan O'Toole in the last couple of years who has really shown his worth uh, with Monaghan. And you see it again, the leadership that he has um, developed. Conor McCarthy, who is playing the football of his career, um, you know, again, could be hit and miss for Scotstown as well as he could be for Monaghan. But now we're seeing him really, as we saw against Trillick uh, a few weeks ago, really stepping up and making that difference. And then whenever you have the likes of like Darren Hughes, Kieran Hughes coming back in there, Jason Kerry, Shane Kerry, all these guys are established players. And most importantly, well, not most importantly, but I suppose in the context of this year's championship, you add in Jack McCarran. Well, give a you know, that's a that's a real game changer, I think, um, whenever you're looking at the context of an of you know an Ulster championship because I was I was actually bumped into Connor McManus. He was on his way across the pitch after Scottstown beat or after sorry, uh, Glenn beat Neve Connell a few weeks ago. He was go- away over to see Malik O'Rourke, and I just got chatting him for a few minutes, and he was saying like, the thing about Jack is whether he you know puts up a big score or not, he just adds so much to a team, and just in terms of his know how, where to be coming out, winning ball, laying off, you know, it's all those wee things that maybe to the casual observer like myself, uh, often you know you might not necessarily appreciate because you could be looking at it like even in the Kilku game like Rand McAvoy really give Jack very little to work with but then when the game was in the melting pot it was Jack who made the difference got a couple of crucial scores forced Rand McAvoy into um, scuffed late clearance you know and that's the experience that you're getting with somebody like that and you, you just know when these really big games come up this is this is the kind of um, occasion that somebody like like Jack McCarron is going to relish. Yeah, listen, those every time every player you mention now, you've got a player on the Glen side as good. Yeah. <laughs> maybe some people would say maybe better. This is the conundrum, yeah. I suppose. The you ten scores for Scottsdale against Trillick, and I suppose that's the way. And I know the Glen game was a lot less uh, um, a higher score match, but there was there there is that thing now of just everybody has to contribute because defenses there's just inches out there. So you've got to be able to kick totally. from range. And what we're seeing is, I suppose maybe that goes back to some of the things that interest me, that the game has been led up by unbelievable scores because that's where it has to be now. I mean, there's very few. I mean, if you see a score being hit from in the round the D, you straight away think, what happened to defence? Why aren't they yep. there? How did that happen? Oh, it, nev- it, ne- it never happens, sure does. Yeah. Like, you, don't, you, don't, you, you very seldom see it. Yes, yes. And that's and that, it's funny, that you, know, you, men- you, mean, you, you mentioned Glenn there, like, but... You know, if you're looking at the two guys that play up top most for them, probably Alex Doherty and, and Danny Tallon, like they don't score a whole lot. You know, because, but but that in a way, their job is to make those runs. You know, and provide decoys and stuff for whenever you have guys like like Ethan Doherty who can burst through their pace, Conleth McGookin, McGookin, who has been again one of Glenn's best players this year and, and then you know you, you throw in a, a Kieran McFall into the mix there yeah. as well you know so it is I don't way, think we've seen the, the best of him uh, yet uh, Neil no uh, uh, no from McFall he seems to be just he seems to be playing within himself you know from the from the unbelievable talent he was which is a bit dangerous for, for everybody that has to face him it is you wonder about that because you're so used to seeing Kieran McFall sort of rumbling forward and then you know putting the ball over from distant you know very very comfortable shooting from, from range and he seems to be holding back a wee bit on that. Um, I don't know why. I suppose maybe he's just fighting his way back into it. And as, as well, he's coming into a team that, you know, 
went so far without him in a way. And maybe they are so, you know, they're, they're adapting to him as much as he's adapting to them. But like, you know, you can only, you know, he's a huge asset to any team. And you, you just know, like, just like you said, it's probably more worrying than anything for the re- for everybody else out there than it is for Glenn. Because the reality is they're still winning, even if he's not, not you know, kicking off. And to be honest with you, like Glenn, Glenn or not, Glenn have not hit yeah, top gear. That's top the thing, Neil. No, that seems to be the word, Neil, that, you know, right yeah. through Derry and that, they just seem to be doing enough to win, which again would be a bit mm. scary for whoever's meeting them, particularly Scottstown now, but that game's going to come down the wire. Neil, we're down to the last 30 seconds. Can you can you call yes. a winner? I just I just fancy Glenn, to be honest with you, Brenton, because yeah. I've been impressed by even though I'm saying they haven't quite hit the heights and maybe haven't had the helter skelters that, that Scottstown have had. They have that air of control that you sort of see with really, really good sides when they just know they're just very comfortable with everything they're doing and they just have a, a knack of finding a way to win and I fancy they might do the same again on Sunday. Yeah. Neil, magic stuff as ever. I just concur with you and that want to think. Hey, listen, and I'll be uh, hopefully knocking about there and I might run on you and we'll get a catch up. Good man. Good man, Brenton. I'll see you then. Brilliant stuff as ever. Neil Lovren there yeah, of the course. Irish News yeah. rounding up the Ulster Championship. Top man that he is. Folks, that's it for the season. That was. I want to thank Joe Dex as ever for producing. Joe, you're a mighty man, a gent of a man. Jimmy and Paul are shouting at me here to wrap it up. They can't wait to get on to get the Monday night seasons going. Folks, as I say, thanks so much to everybody who contributed this year. Head of Sport, Oshin Kelly. Candice had to do a few records for me as well. And as we look into next uh, season, I'll be starting it off with an interview with Jimmy McGuinness in January and this look forward to another brilliant GA season across the board in Donegal. But for now, for 2023, that's the last of the deal debate. Thanks for listening.